Elves, creatures, courtiers, and dwarfs, as they came out to thank the audience. Is that the stalker? I asked Toskinen. Although the case didn't belong to our unit, I knew someone had been bothering the Nieminen family for the past couple of years. The man had made repeated threats against Nora's mother, and ultimately was fined for trespassing and disturbing the peace. Yes, Vesco Terrasivori, the king of karaoke. Toskinen shrugged in frustration. The police couldn't prevent Terrasivori from coming to a public event or throwing flowers to Nora. Legally, it was just a nice gesture. Once the tiny skaters who played the dwarfs and forest creatures finally glided away, the rink was traced with dotted trails of crushed rose petals, as if blood had sprayed across the ice. Let's pick up Celia from the dressing room and you can get a ride home with us, Tertu said. When Yerke came around the department selling tickets to his daughter's performance, I bought two without a moment's hesitation, but my husband auntie wasn't able to come. I didn't know I would be sitting rinkside with the performers' families. Everyone else from work watched the performance from the other side of the cramped arena. I'm fine taking the bus, I said, but it was no use. Of course, getting to peek into the dressing rooms was fun. Maybe I should have joined the crowd of girls waiting for Yane Kivi's autograph. But first, I had to find the women's restroom. After arranging to meet the Toskinens outside the dressing room doors, I slipped down one of the bare concrete hallways. There was only one women's restroom compared to three men's rooms, and of course it was crammed with a dozen little girls, so I decided to use the bathroom with staff only stenciled on the door. I was seven months pregnant and a police officer after all. I was fighting with the complicated fasteners of my maternity pants when I heard the door violently flung open. Based on the footsteps, there were two people. What the hell do you think you're doing? Said a furious voice, its gender difficult to determine because it was so raspy. Based on the noises, the speaker was attacking the other person. The sounds of struggle, a bang of a leg against the sink, and the crash of the trash can tipping over drowned out the response. As soon as I could get my pants back up, I would have to intervene. Get out of my sight, I never want to see you again. Following these words came the sound of the door opening, as if the one with the raspy voice had shoved the other one out into the hall. By the time I finally succeeded in getting the clasp on my pants fastened, the restroom was empty. The pile of trash on the floor and the crooked mirror on the wall proved I hadn't just been hearing things. I decided to forget the whole incident and set off weaving through the crowd to the performers' dressing rooms. Inside was total chaos, with dozens of little skaters looking for their parents and wiping off their fox whiskers, squirrel noses, and rabbit teeth. The 12-year-old girl who played Sneezy the Dwarf was trying to wash her red-painted nose, and the princes, men-at-arms, were fighting with their toy swords. A woman with heavy makeup, dressed in an ankle-length fur coat, tried without success to get the children to listen to her. Quiet, everyone. A deep female voice suddenly bellowed with so much authority, the speaker didn't really even need to raise it. In an instant, the entire raucous mob fell silent, and the trainer, Elena Grigorieva, thanked her skaters for a successful performance and a good season. I listened too, but more to Grigorieva's voice than her words. Was this the same voice I had just heard issuing threats in the restroom? Just then, Toskinen tugged me by the sleeve. This is still going to take a little while. Rami and Elena ordered juice and cookies to celebrate the end of the season. At least we could have champagne, another male voice said behind me. 
Turning my head, I met Yane Kivi's green, bored-looking eyes. You drank quite enough champagne in Edmonton, Celia Toskinen, who was standing next to him, said with a laugh. But it's been two months since then, Yane said. Finland's young figure skating team had done quite well in competition in Edmonton, Canada. After Mila Kayas fell ill, the figure skating federation sent Celia Toskinen in her place, and she had surprised everyone by placing 12th overall. Our men's and ice dancing showings had been weaker, but Nora Nieminen and Yane Kivi's ninth place result in the pairs had been a real sensation. Finland hadn't been able to field an internationally competitive pair in decades. The Eurosport announcers had even gone so far as to float the possibility of a world championship for Nora and Yane within the next few years. Let's go, Dad, Celia said to Toskinen. We don't have any reason to celebrate. Our next season has already started.